0: hello, 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 and welcome back to Gateway to Anime. How are we all? What's going on? Now, of course, you may have noticed that Say was perhaps a little bit less full of life than normal. That is because Brett, unfortunately, cannot join us this week, and Charlotte, well, she just refuses to do it. Anyway, all of that aside, welcome this week, we're doing a walk through anime on Netflix. Australian Netflix, as an addendum. Uh, obviously... We don't have access to other Netflixes because they changed that VPN rule. So we're going to talk about what's on Australian Netflix. If it's if you're from a different country, I can't speak to it. I'm sure they'll share a lot of it. So this will still get, give you value. But this is specifically what's on Australian Netflix as of the 22nd of May 2020. So we're going to talk about this. So I just had to go through it. I've got Netflix open here. I'm just going to go through and talk. because This is such an easy way for people to consume anime, right? Pretty much everyone has Netflix. There's actually a lot of it and it's getting better. However, there are some real traps, real traps in here. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm going to stop because, you know, I I think it's one of those things where someone could very easily be like, oh, anime, I've never done it. I've never really spent much time in anime before. I guess I'll just open Netflix and you could just end up damaging yourself for life and never liking anime. And I'd be very upset about that.
1: Okay. So I am going to let Sam basically take the reins on this one because it's something he is very passionate about in case you didn't notice from that introduction (laughs) but I'm also here because I do think that um he needs to be reined in on this stuff and it can be a bit judgmental about his own tastes versus (laughs) other people's so it is not all trash but I do agree with Sam in a way that says my heart always sinks when someone says I started watching anime on Netflix how good is the seven deadly sins or something I mean it's good if they like it but it's one of those things where it kind of I know there's just better things out there, but it's a good place to start. And as Sam says, accessibility is so good and it's so awesome. We've got the streaming services. So here is your really biased guide by Sam Devonport to Netflix.
0: (laughs) Sam Devonport biased. Welcome. (laughs) That word's never been attributed to me before. Uh, Okay. All right. Well, let's start here. So I'm just going to go through what when I pull up Netflix, the first thing that pops up here for me is Parasite the Maxim. Great. Yes watch it it's kind of a horror well i guess it is a horror anime in many ways it's not like a traditional like super nasty horror It's sort of got a thrillery type thing very much a shonen vibe as well essentially a uh a parasite from outer space a whole bunch of them invade earth and the idea is they kind of have you ever seen animorphs they get in your ear and once they get in your ear they own you and they can morph into any kind of they can create blades from skin and all this sorts of stuff it's quite a uh Bit of body horror in there for sure, but it's really cool because what happens is the lead character ends up, Shinichi ends up being taken over by his parasite called Miggy. Like doesn't get his brain, only gets his right arm. So as a result, they have to coexist together. So then they go on various hijinks and they end up fighting other parasites and whatnot. And how they how they end up working together. It's interesting. His name's Shinichi. Sounds like synergy, which is kind of interesting. And it works really well. I would give Parasite big thumbs up. I loved it. It's short. It's one season. Get into it. It's a tick.
1: I can't get past the fact you just compared it to Animorphs, and it totally is just edgy Animorphs. Now I can't see past that. Re- I, I, you've <laughs> actually really ruined a <laughs> really good series for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that did, hey, it now, is. was dope. Oh, I like. Lo- don't get me wrong, was yeah, dope. Animals. But yeah, that's 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 a good point. Okay, sorry. Keep okay, going.
0: Next is Beast Stars. Another tick. Another tick from me. Probably not something I would necessarily tell someone who's not a little bit into anime. Yeah, because this is not a gateway. Uh, no, it's not a gateway. It's it's for one. It's for those who are slightly more initiated. But it's really cool. It's really cool. It's like it's set in a high school, except all the characters are anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic animals. There's carnivores and there's omnivores, and there's a big. It's all allegorical. The whole thing's a big allegory for capitalism and and Darwinism and whatnot. And basically, at the very beginning, one of the omnivores gets a herbivore gets eaten by one of the carnivores, and that sort of sets off the uh, action for the whole series. But mostly, it's set in a drama department of a high school. Of course, it <laughs> and is, and the whole thing's. The whole thing's really based on the relationship between a carnivore and a herbivore, and if you're not willing to accept a wolf having sex with a rabbit, well, give this one a wide berth. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not sure I'm ready to
1: accept that, but I mean, (laughs) we'll see. It's challenging. It's challenging,
0: but it's uh, it's it's really good. I would give that a big tick. But like I say, if you're just getting dipping your toes in the water for anime, maybe wait until you've gotten a little bit over the weird hurdle. You know? Yeah. Sorry, that (laughs) was really.
1: That was really judgmental of me and I think I played into the, yeah, anyway. I think that sounds interesting. I will give that a
0: watch. Thanks. It's really good. I really like it. Now, the next one is Haikyuu. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about this now because we're going to do a whole episode on it, but needless to say, big tick. Big tick from me. High school volleyball team. Sounds like it couldn't be more boring if it tried. Well, incorrect. It's brilliant. A lot of fun. Go forth. Enjoy.
1: I'm not even going to add to that because there's a whole episode on that and yeah, we get we get passionate about it.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. Next. Is the big gun of all Netflix anime at present, which is, of course, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Now, a whole episode's going to be dedicated to this because we would be remiss to not do so. But all I'm going to say is one. watch it. It's the one. If you like Battlestar Galactica or anything like that, Blade Runner, anything really, well, basically, if you like art, watch Neon Genesis Evangelion because it's extraordinary. Yep. It's, it's beautiful. You know, it's amazing. It's it's very psychological. It's, you know what happened was was the creator decided to make a mecha anime, but basically completely subvert it entirely. Hideaki Anno was his name, and he had just gone through a very severe depression. Three years, in fact, of hardcore depression. So the whole thing's really an allegory for depression and a meditation on accepting oneself, and it's done through the prism of one of the most stereotypical anime genres of all time which is the mecha genre and it just smashes down every preconception that's ever been attributed to that and it's one of the most extraordinary things i've ever seen i'd, I'd watched it for the first time since i was a kid last year <laughs> turns out a lot went over my head when i was 12 uh, oh <laughs> yeah it's allegory. not
1: a mecca anime you're like what
0: a- the robots <laughs> what? don't matter that's weird
1: <laughs> Um yeah we will definitely do a whole episode on this because I have to talk about how I modeled my whole life on Masato which is a problem but um you Ooh, know it explains like, a lot <laughs> It, it kind of does I was like oh no um but it's a yeah it's a a show that I think that most people I know who are not into anime still absolutely love because it is a piece of art and it truly it it's it's quite unique and I think that by anime standards, it, it still impresses. So, yeah, we'll talk about that more, but definitely give that a watch if you're looking for something. But yeah.
0: Now, this one technically isn't anime because it's made in the West, but it's obviously modeled off anime entirely. And that is Castlevania, which is a Netflix original based off the video games, of course. Uh, yeah, really great, really good fun. I'll give that a huge tick. It's a great adventure. It's sort of if you're into Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings, anything like that, you're going to have a good time. It's it's a lot of fun, very violent, but it's great. Big tick.
1: It's so cool. I think um, this is a good point to bring up that um, Castlevania is a Netflix original as well. So um, there's kind of a lot of anime that is a Netflix original and stuff that they have previously purchased. So Neon Genesis, not a Netflix original, for example, a couple we're talking about. But Castlevania is, so it's a newer kind of quality and it is a Western production. But there is Japanese production on here too so it's kind of an interesting one some of them are a bit hit and miss but castlevania is a total hit for me it's it's awesome show it's really cool it's just cool it's it fun is, it's, yeah, good. it's
0: just really 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 looks really cool that's a good word for it it's cool the next one here is full metal alchemist now, this is an interesting one, and it's gonna give me a nice way to segue into doing something I've been wanting to do for a long time on this podcast. Now, The Full Metal Alchemist that is currently on Australian Netflix is the first one. And essentially, that means that it was the 2003 production, and that began with basing itself off the manga, but it managed to reach the manga very, very quickly. And then what it did was that it spun off its own story and they finished it completely differently. Flash forward to 2009, 2010, and they did Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is when they started the whole thing again from scratch. And the very, the first sort of 12 episodes are very, 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 very similar between the two. But after that, they couldn't be more different. And that is because they followed the manga source material in Brotherhood and took that all the way to completion. Now, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood that is currently on Netflix is good, yes. It is. It's one of the things that got me into anime really, really hard. It's transitioned me off the Narutos and the Dragon Ball Zs and took me into the, the deeper world. However, Full Metal Alchemist, full stop, is not able to hold a candle to Brotherhood. And I found this out myself. And I just got to say, the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, if you can find it, is to me the best anime ever made. I think it's probably the, one of the best things ever made. I just cannot possibly. Give Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood any more plaudits if I try. Because it changed my life, to be honest with you. I just finished watching it with my girlfriend with the English dubs. It's the third time through for me. And she lost her mind. She just said she couldn't believe it. Again, anime just totally took her out of what her preconceived notions of what she thought anime was. And it just totally blew her mind. The best parallel you can run with it, I think, is Harry Potter. It's like, it's pretty much anime Harry Potter. It's wow, that's a just... Phenomenal, yeah. Oh, I, I reckon
1: it's a disservice to full metal Archivist but I know what you mean it's the, the <laughs> world. The world building, the world building is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. That, I mean, I think the formal, vastness formal is better. Yeah, but I mean, come on, we love Harry Potter. We'd be lying if we said we love weren't Harry obsessed Potter. with Harry Potter as children too, because we're very cool and um, yeah, love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was good, but I'll give you just a really quick. Back background of full metal alchemist brotherhood. While I've got you all here, while I while I can stand upon my soapbox and preach the benefits and glory that is. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. (laughs) So it's made by Hiromi Arakawa, who grew up in rural Hokkaido and worked on her parents' dairy farm. And she actually treasured manga as her escape. And she saved up the money her parents paid her while working on the farm in her adolescence to go and do drawing classes. Funnily enough, when she first moved to Tokyo, she got given a job, sort of as an intern type thing at a manga studio. And she actually used to write things under an alias. Hirumu translates to Edmund Arakawa. So she was writing under a male name for quite a lot of her career, actually, because Japan's got an interesting relationship to to women around that period of time, and not something that I'm going to talk about. Charlotte's doing her own episode on feminism in anime very soon. I'll let you speak to that, but that is what she did for quite a long time, wrote under a male pseudonym.
1: Mm, I actually didn't know that.
0: Mm, Yeah. The story revolves around two brothers, the Elric brothers, Edward and Alphonse. Now this world, as the title suggests, is based in alchemy. And alchemy is the scientific technique of understanding the structure of matter, decomposing it, then reconstructing it. However, as it is a science, there are some natural principles in place. Only one thing can be created from something else of a certain mass. This is the principle of equivalent exchange. All is one, and one is all. So the great thing about this is that it's not just magic, you know? I mean, it's got, it takes on magical properties and it kind of feels like magic, but there are actual hard and fast rules. I mean, for instance, Sir Isaac Newton actually spent far more of his life studying alchemy than he ever did any of the actual sciences, despite the fact he basically discovered gravity or the concept of gravity. Uh, He spent most of his time on alchemy. Turns out, not such a great science, but really good world to build a fictional story around. And essentially, these two brothers commit what is considered the cardinal sin in the alchemy world. And that is human transmutation. Because the idea is that a human soul, a human life is the most precious thing. And there is really no equivalent exchange that can be given. So they commit the taboo very, very early on to bring back their mother, who they lose as children. Now, both of these kids are genius alchemists, and that's explained later because of their father and whatnot. However, they commit the taboo, and they end up losing a lot. The equivalent exchange is far from equivalent. Alphonse loses his whole body. Ed loses his leg. Ed then, having crossed over into what is called the truth, which is kind of an allegory for God, shows him his gate of truth and tells him the, the truth of the world, which means he's then able to perform alchemy without a transmutation circle, which is basically the catalyst from which all alchemy is performed. And what he does is he then trades his arm to bind our soul back from the nether to a suit of armor. And the whole story is about them trying to get their bodies back. And the search for the Philosopher's Stone, which is basically an item that enables equivalent exchange to be bypassed so that you can basically just do magic. That's essentially how the story goes. And it's one of the most sprawling, beautifully constructed and beautifully written. The characters are just so rich and and well thought out. And it's got a beautifully contained story, 63 episodes. So it's a start, middle and an end. So she plotted it out really, really brilliantly. It doesn't go on longer than it should. It just tells the story absolutely perfectly in my opinion. And like I said, I just finished watching it, blew my girlfriend's mind who'd never really watched anime. She'd watched Porco Rosso before, which the is Ghibli excellent. film, which is fantastic. But that was it. That was her only <laughs> anime experience. That was it.
1: Well, she, she started she well. This,
0: she, she started very well, but she just had no idea that anime could do this. You know, and if I can impart one thing to you from this podcast, please watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. One thing I will say about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which could be a slight barrier to getting into it quickly, is that even though there's no fan service or anything whatsoever, and it is very, very consumable, the kuma is something which might be a little bit challenging at first, perhaps. It's that kind of classic Japanese, like the stink lines, the teardrop over the head and the, bah! you know, like, the frame drop from like they're standing upright to just on the floor with no frames in between. That sort of stuff can be a little bit jarring. However, I just encourage you to go with it because what they do, the reason the show's so good is because it's actually very heavy. It's one of the things my girlfriend found at the beginning is the subject matter is so heavy, but they balance it beautifully with the humor. And I will say the pilot, is weak. So push through the pilot because the second episode is extraordinary, but you couldn't do that second episode first. The pilot has to get you there, but it is a little underwhelming. So just push through that. I promise you, it will reward you. And, you know, let the comedy happen because it's different. And it's one of the few things which is very different from a Western storytelling perspective, but I promise you, it will reward you so much if you stick with it. And coming back to the story at hand, Ignore the one that's currently on Australian Netflix because while yeah, it's good, it's hard. It's just not worth it.
1: I think it's got a better soundtrack. Hot take: the one thing, <laughs> the Full Metal Alchemist original has a better soundtrack. Like I, I still listen to some of the stuff when I'm running. Not that I run. Sorry, that was a lie. When I walk. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That was true. And I agree. I'm just going to, we should probably move on from Full Metal Alchemist because Sam might start crying with joy. Like he <laughs> loves it. And I do as well. It is also my favorite anime of all time. And we both got into it through the first Full Metal Alchemist. And then when we waited to yes. rewatch it in its full story being told, it is just, it's so much more rewarding. But um, yeah, that's all I'll say. And moving on, what else is there? Let's talk about some bad anime. People love that. What's bad? Okay,
0: All right. All right. So I meant to be reining you in. I'm like,
1: instead, just like pouring gasoline inside. (laughs) All
0: right. Let's talk about Seven Deadly Sins. Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm. (sighs) I don't want to talk about that.
0: It's not great. Don't watch it. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Look, I I have watched it all uh, and it's relatively entertaining. It's a very classic shonen, or slightly older, more mature kind of things. A lot of fan service, which. Just kills me every time. Anytime I, I get fan-serviced in anime, which basically means overt sexualization of characters, especially males towards women, essentially what happens when you say the word fan-service or the phrase fan-service is full of it in this show. And it's just so fucking off-putting. And it, it turned me off. It's so quick. And yes, I still watched it. And like there are some cool fights and there are some cool characters. But to be honest with you, give it a miss. Give it a miss. Yeah. You're not going to miss out too much. There's, there's so many better things out there in that in that style and genre. Don't worry. Don't bother.
1: I'm going to throw it to Akame Kill on the same kind of vein. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. In which I, so Akame Kill is sort of was the answer to like a more adult shonen. They were trying to do an edgy shonen, So not a seinen, but they were literally trying to be like, this is the typical shonen category, like Naruto, all those ones we've talked about so many times, but make it edgy. So they're like, characters will die. Like things are talked about, like life isn't good. But it was just – it tried so hard that, honestly, <laughs> it's almost – it's laughable. Like, it, you could play, like, it's the most derivative, boring, like, terrible world-building. Everything about Kill made me want to cry with anger. So I meant to be the one that's being, like – but um, basically – But you're rating me in. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so I liked it at the start because I thought that sounded really up my alley. And I do think that other shows have – achieved that I think Demon Slayer has achieved that which is a new series that we will talk about later that's like an adult it's it's a bit more hard hitting it's a bit more like a lot more violent than a usual kind of Shonen would be, but this one, but it has so much heart and it's so good and the world's great. But Akamika Kill just kind of came off a bit short and ended up being almost a parody of itself. I don't recommend watching it because there's a lot of just violence for the sake of violence. It's quite uncomfortable. It's not really, there's a terrible main character that makes no sense. Like it's just, it's everything that's sort of like, <laughs> I just, I can't handle it. And I was so excited for it. And so are a lot of people. So I feel personally attacked by Akamika Kill. <laughs> Personally victimized. (laughs) It's bad.
0: All right, sorry. Speaking of bad, Bucky. Terrible. Oh, is it bad? Look, if you just watch. Yeah, I know they do. And that's why I'm probably going to attack for this, but That's why it's I'm just yeah, the I same think, hmm. fucking thing over and over. And once you've watched like two episodes of Bucky, you've seen them all. It's yeah, like, it's I get a fighting it. It's turn your brain off, watch some cool-looking characters with way too many muscles bashing each other to death. And I mean, like, I'm not mad I about I thought, it. you know, I, at first I was like, sweet. I can just turn my brain off and watch this really cool artwork and this really cool fights, which is, you know, Love the reason why people watch anime, but it's just so fucking boring and it just keeps repeating itself. It's like, oh, someone's done this thing to someone and they're never going to get up from that. <gasps> they got back up. Oh, something else has happened. Oh, it's crazy. It's just like, fuck off. I'm sorry. It's boring. I
1: mean, you described by so many end... animes just then, though. Don't talk about the ending. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the ending. Let me
1: just, like,
0: whoa. Uh, no, it's, no, no, by the end, I was just so bored.
1: A lot of people I know are really into this show and have actually found they've liked anime through Bucky. So I will give a – I actually haven't watched it, but all I'll say is it, it's a boxing anime, yeah? Is
0: it a fighting well, anime? street fighting, I guess, yeah. Just street fighting.
1: fighting. So, like, there's there's so many. There's a huge, rich history of fighting anime, like as in hand-to-hand fighting, like Megalo Box, which is based on, like, Ashireno Joe, like, all of that kind of stuff. And it's awesome. And there's, like, a real kind of love letter to that in anime. So I think that there's – a lot of, I think that if people like Barky there's so much more to explore that would probably be better quality so that's exciting so we'll write a list I don't know what we'll do we'll talk about that later but yeah in the sports one I'll talk about that in sports yeah end
0: if you want to just watch brainless shit of people smashing each other okay. up and just having it look really cool <laughs> go for it honestly but like I just got so bored of it because it was just the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and once I'd seen it one one fight I'd seen all seven or eight and then it just yeah. was, oh god here we go again anyway that's that now here's one which is interesting Devil Man Crybaby now this show is very good. In fact, it's fantastic. However, if you are new to anime, give it a miss for now. You can circle back around to it, but it's going to do some damage to you early unless you're a little bit more well-versed in the medium. Would you agree with that, Charlotte?
1: Absolutely. I liked it a lot, but there was a lot I had to kind of... Yeah, it's it's very full-on. It'll make you feel all sorts of disturbed, the art style is amazing. The like the actual production of it, I think, is so cool and so stylistic and so like it's slick, but it's pretty brutal. I'd say it's in the same kind of – There's a, it's like a lot of um, – yeah, it's not something you want to watch if you're trying to – yeah, it's definitely not a gateway anime. But if people think it is, that's the thing because it's a famous title from like an 80s anime. People think it's like a cute reboot. It's not a cute reboot, just uh, PSA, not a cute <laughs> reboot. But Devil <laughs> Man was always pretty violent. All right.
0: That's Yeah, it's but the thing is if once you get a little bit further down down the road, yeah, definitely give it a watch because it's it's worthwhile, but it's pretty like I found it quite disturbing. It's really disturbing. I'm pretty into this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it was that's that It was like hard work. You know, uh, some of it's really, really confrontational. A lot of violence against um, women. Is, a lot of
1: sexual, yeah, sexualized yeah, violence to almost yeah. to the point where it's kind of like it's so intense that I mean, I'm going to actually talk about this on my um, I'm going to do a guide of as Sam was saying about getting through fan service and like watching anime as a woman and trying to figure. And Devil Man Cry Bay is one I'm going to highlight because it's tough. It's hard mm-hmm. work.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I found it really tough, but it's it's definitely worth a watch down the line because it's important. You know, it's it's a remake, as Charlotte said, from a seventies 70s, seventies 70s or eighties seventies.
1: Th- I'm going to go with seventies. Now you've said that.
0: Yeah, yeah, seventies yeah, or eighties uh, anime, which which had did change the game at the time, and it's certainly important. But yeah, it's hard work. Anyway, moving on. Code yes,
1: yes.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> a big hell yes from the both of us. It's yeah. a mecha anime, but it's also very much a strategic kind of fantasy anime as well it's kind of like if death note met like final fantasy tactics i i uh, met, met guren lagen or something like it's yeah really, like, it's weird quite unique mix. in that way it's
1: fun it's so cool are you going to give a synopsis i love it lelouch
0: de britannia it. is in a world full of mecca so it's a it's, uh, futuristic and essentially he is the exiled prince of the major kingdom britannia who essentially own the world. What happens is he stumbles across, I won't give out too much detail, but he stumbles across this thing called a geas. And the geas, his specific gias, they all do specifically different things, but it lives in his eye and he can basically command people to do anything once. Has complete control over them as soon as he casts his gias upon them. So as a result, as he's the banished prince sort of living in obscurity in Tokyo, he then begins to use this geas to try and take back Japan from Britannia and that's essentially and his father is the emperor of Britannia and whatnot but basically he is a tactical genius and he begins commanding the mecha battles under the moniker of Zero and where he wears a mask so no one knows who he is and that's essentially what the show's about and it's also set in high school so there's a high school drama going on as well because it's anime and that's obviously how it works so it's it's really really cool definitely worth a look I I think it's one of my favorites of all time it's a little bit again maybe a little bit further down the line I don't know how gateway it is it's certainly it's so stylistic
1: Yeah, it's it's very stylistic. The characters are all like the actual character design is very anime, anime. Like they they've got like the yeah. skinniest legs you've ever seen that go for a million miles, and the biggest eyes, and like crazy hair, and like almost like Yu Gi Oh level of anime design. You know, like it's it's <laughs> yes, a lot. Yes, it's like spot the protagonist. Like here we are. But um, it's actually so good. It's um, it's an amazing show. Like I, and it has so much about class, and it's like it's actually so well done. And it's cool. So if you can get past that stuff, I actually really, I think it's cool. I, like, I love it.
0: It's great. It's definitely worth a watch.
1: I love his dramatic flair. It's like, aye, Lelouch. Like, he's so sick. I love it.
0: <laughs> He's so extra. He's so
1: extra. It's like, yeah, it leans <laughs> in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to quickly talk about anime films on Netflix. Is that okay? Jump there. Please. Please. Um, well, there's obviously quite a lot of Ghibli that's just been released onto Netflix. Ghibli is something that Brett, our normie friend that we love and adore wants to talk about because he loves Studio Ghibli and um, we as, as so should everyone. It's, you know, it's it's be- most of the film's beautiful. Like, hey, is a genius. I don't think he needs much of an introduction and we will go further into that one and kind of do some comparisons with Pixar and things like that later. But um, there's a lot of those films on there and all of them pretty much are perfect Spirited Away is, which is obviously one of the most famous one. It won the Academy Award for Best Animated Picture, the first anime to do so. Only I believe uh, Princess Mononoke, Kiki's Livery, So there's so many something for everyone on here for Ghibli. It's it's they're just beautiful films. Um, but also on here is another film called Your Name, which is something that came out not that long ago in terms of like I think it was about four years ago in the cinema, and it's um it's an absolutely awesome like body swap comedy rom com that's just got such a like beautiful kind of twist and artwork. I can't really talk too much about it because there's a lot that happens within it. But it starts off as kind of like teen fun rom com and then it gets a lot deeper because it's of course it's an anime. I usually do that. Um and you suddenly will be like, oh no, that's what I'm watching. And um so I just don't want to get too much because I'll talk about it further. But I think this is a really, really good gateway. I think this is a really good gateway anime. In fact I took my yeah, I've taken one of a guy I was dating who literally told me he hated fiction. He's like, I don't like fiction. I was like what do you mean? Like just in, just as a general thing. Um, so anyway, for some weird reason, he decided he wanted to go see Your Name, and he loved it. So there you go. The guy that didn't like fiction liked Your Name. That's how much of a gateway anime it is. Sam, continue.
0: No worries. No, definitely you should watch Your Name. It's a, it's an absolute winner. Uh, what else have we got on here? Arjun, Arjun Demihuman. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give that a big old tick because you love uh, it. I think it's a lot of fun. I do really like it. It's a really good action anime. Basically, what it is is in this world one. of the population develop this thing which they call being an Arjun where it can't die. So the government are after these people constantly because they're doing experiments on them, of course, because they want to turn them into super soldiers and try and figure out what it is in their genealogy that has made them into basically invincible gods. And the character, of course, becomes one after gets hit by a truck and goes on the run because, well, the government's after him and they're going to do horrifying experiments to him. It's cool. Don't think too deeply about it. It's just really cool action, really good fun, cool concept. Yes, it has some flaws, but if you're into just watching some really cool like gunfights and whatnot, yeah, give it a watch. It's good fun. I like it a lot. Sweet. Be the beginning. Hmm. (sighs) No, no. I did watch it. It's stylish and it's okay, but I'd give that one a wide berth. It's kind of like it just tries a bit hard, doesn't really know what it is. It's, yeah, it's... Definitely not worth it. Definitely
1: not worth it. Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> oh, God in
0: heaven. If you're gonna no. do
1: it, if you're gonna do it, read the manga. It's it's a, a fortunate example of when someone adapts a very, very popular series. Like this was huge, it's a huge series and does oh, a terrible manga, job yeah. and like completely ruins adaptation and People don't even want to talk about it. Sort of like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that people want to watch because it looks really cool and it does. It's a cool concept. It looks great, but um, it's just not the best adaptation of something and it, it loses steam fairly quickly. That's my short review of Tokyo Ghoul. But, yeah, I can see why people want to watch it. It's cool looking.
0: Well, yeah. the manga was just so fantastic. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they just misfired so badly, especially later. The first season isn't bad, but because it baits the hook so well for being cool... You get so disappointed by the subsequent seasons, which they just completely drop the ball on, that it's a really depressing and disappointing experience. So I would just say in, ignore that entirely until they redo it one day, and you might actually get what we deserve, which is a great manga adaptation of something that is really cool. What else have we got here? I'm just gonna start
1: yelling titles at you, and you can say yes or no because that's kind of funny to me. Yep. Um All right. Yeah, let's, let's uh, have that have you seen off. Have you seen No Game No Life?
0: Yes. Ignore, yes, no, ignore. unless you're into isekai but ignore
1: it's pretty highly safe the fan service and that's next level and the really young characters so i don't yeah i find that one quite uncomfortable if i'm being honest no,
0: um for me ignore cool from me. i've
1: got uh monthly girls nozaki kun i've actually watched and it's pretty funny it's like a cute shoujo pretty inoffensive actually quite funny comedy so if you're into that kind of thing that's pretty good great violet evergarden
0: yes yes it's cool not a gateway it's a bit heavier a bit deeper but yeah, I would say if you're someone who's looking for a slightly more emotional story and not full action-based stuff, yeah, Violet Evergarden is definitely worth a watch.
1: Uh, Kakuguri, the gambling, sexy anime about <laughs> high school girls who exist in a private academy, which um, all of the rankings are done on how good they are at gambling, because of course, um, uh, this one's hard. It's really stylized and very sexualized, like full-on but it's almost grotesquely sexualized so i would probably give it a bit of a miss particularly as a gateway but it's incredibly popular it's like huge it was the most popular anime in japan when it was airing at the time but i think it's for me it's it's pretty full-on and i would give that if you're not into overly sexualized things and it's it's pretty disturbing so i would probably
0: give that one a miss agreed uh
1: adventures of sinbad
0: now Is really good, really fun shonen. Is it Maggie? Sorry, Maggie. However, yes, it's it's if you haven't seen Maggie, which I don't think is on Netflix, I can't find it, then it's you're not gonna enjoy it too much because it's it's a spin-off character from the show Maggie, which is really, really great. It's a sort of Sinbad Aladdin type thing where I'm not gonna go too far into it, but it's a really fun shonen. Sinbad is a spin-off of that. It's really good fun, but if you haven't seen Maggie, Probably not worth watching until you have so. Uh, Black Lagoon. Haven't seen it.
1: It's so cool. Come on. It's amazing. It's got one of the coolest female characters ever in anime. She's brutal. Um, yes, I would say watch Black Lagoon, but maybe if you're looking for like, a, it's just, no, it's like a violent action, edgy show. That sounds so lame when you say edgy show. It's, like it's, <laughs> it's just like, it's pretty violent. It's pretty full on. There's a lot of gun tooting, firing, like robbing going on. I um Yeah, but I recommend Black Lagoon. It's pretty cool. Samurai Champloo.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it hasn't aged well, but it's very important as to how anime has progressed. And so, Abe, and he's absolutely fantastic, the same creator as Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, like I said, it hasn't aged well, but if you're into cool, like, stylish hip-hop, ba- uh, he, he basically bases his shows off a, a musical genre. So, Bebop's obviously on jazz, and Champloo is based upon hip-hop, and Space dandies based on rock and roll. But, yeah, this is it's a very stylish and cool, but is dated. Definitely dated.
1: Yeah, that, like, 2004, like, graph kind of vibe with, like, (laughs) people be, like, Remember when B-Boys were cool?
0: (laughs) No, I don't. Uh,
1: But it's, I mean, I love Samurai Champloo, and I think, because obviously Cowboy Bebop is one of the most famous, and that's not on Netflix, just for the record, but it's a thing that we have to go into more detail about, because that's, like, pretty much one of the most famous, most well-respected animes, most kind of, like, watched in the west i would say Mm. as well oh yeah a lot of people watch it and samurai champloo could have been that and it was at the time but it just hasn't aged whereas cowboy bebop's timeless so if you're going to pick out of them watch cowboy bebop but samurai champloo i like it it's got some good characters and it's quite Mm. short they're always like quite short and snappy so it's not too long a watch Mm. so yeah it's it's one of the best animes that's on netflix i'd say right now Samurai Mm.
0: it's good agreed so just to finish this off here there are a couple of fates on here the fate series you might have heard of don't watch the ones on netflix they ain't good. They ain't good. There's only one Fate series worth watching. And I'm going to get hammered for saying this, but that is Fate Stay Night or Fate Zero, which is sort of one of the best animes I've enjoyed. But the Fate series itself is sprawling. There's an entire video by a guy called Giguk on YouTube who explains how to watch them in what order. They're based off a um, they're based off a visual novel, which is kind of like a game, and uh, it's very, very sprawling and a very confusing universe. But Fate Zero Stay Night. Yeah, worth a watch, but that's not on Netflix. Uh, Apocrypha, you're going to have no clue what's going on. Unlimited Blade Works, you're going to have no clue what's going on. I had no clue what was going on and I've seen like six of them. So it's just really, give those a miss because it'll just get confusing and you'll have no clue what's happening.
1: Be really careful about all the live action adaptations of anime currently on Netflix as well. Don't watch um, them. Don't watch them. Like Bleach. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> For my alchemist. Don't. Um. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, not. Great because it's very hard to adapt anime to live action, I feel like very, very hard because there's a lot of it's in kind of yeah. But um hasn't worked. Just a general, just a general note there.
0: Um one last one. Kengan Ashura similar to Baki, cool fights, cool, violent, sort of brawly street fights. Not much story, but if you're not looking for that, if you want to just watch some cool aesthetics smashing each other up in super violent ways, yeah. But outside of that, you're not gonna get much more of it than that. But if that's up your alley. Get into it. It's better than Bucky, I think. Well.
1: All I right. There's that our I was meant to rein Sam in, just instead started yelling <laughs> about Kami <Gokyo. laughs> Um
0: Well, that's our crash course in Netflix anime. There's a lot more in there, but I think we've covered the ones – which you really should watch. There's just so much. There's a lot on much more than I thought. Actually, much comes in like a lion's pretty solid, but it's sort of a teen oh, teen drama. That's that's really great fun if you're into something more slice of lifey and a little bit more heartfelt. That's a great watch too. But I'm gonna stop before I end up making this podcast like two hours long. So essentially, that's our crash course in Netflix anime Australian version. With a little love letter to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood thrown in because I couldn't help myself. Now, I hope that helps. We're gonna list this all up. And if you have any questions, just hit us up on the socials and we'll have a chat here. Thank you so much, everyone. And also
1: just, also, just a quick note there's no judgment if you do like the animes that we have referenced that we don't like. This is just our personal taste and just um, a bunch of them, just kind of the trigger warnings and things like that to help you get through. So, apologies if uh, someone out there loves Akami, go kill. My bad. But
0: yeah. <laughs> no, no. Okay. They're wrong to like that anyway.
1: Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> let's leave
0: this. Thanks very much, Brett's guys. Brett's not have here. A good Can one. you tell? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.